I told him I got him. I made the song the same day that he wrote me, sent it back to him. And I was just thinking, like, it's a motivational song. I didn't cuss not one time in the song. I didn't use any drug references or anything like that. So I'm like, yeah, think about it too, yeah. This is where the marketing come in at. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to make the music that I want to make that's reflecting off the things that I'm doing and stuff like that. But it's like, if you want to be a well worldwide known artist, then you it, it got to sell. It got to make sense. So right. without even trying, like, it just came like that. And I was like, we need to get this to all the athletes, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that's whatever you, not even just athletes, but because he was boxing and I felt like, I know athletes like to listen to music when they work out and do things like that. I was like, we need to challenge the athletes, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I just like to be that motivation to pick me up, you know what I'm saying? When you hear 1K Guap, I want you, I want you to take something from that because it's like, when I sit here in front of this mic, I'm putting so much into it for you to take something from it. So the challenge just came about just trying to, reach trying to reach athletes and just trying to spread the song and i was like you know what i'm saying we can give away some money and because it started with the boxing match i give them tickets to the boxing match that's how oh, that's dope how you looped everything together and stuff like that dang that's like really dope because yeah. i see like two so far you got like two videos you posted and i think that it's yeah. a great motivational song not just for athletes but you know, people, no matter what you do, you working late and stuff like that, you need some motivation music, that's the perfect song, Brian, because we all like here, Brian, we all trying to be somebody, get something, you know, most of us are in situations where we got to work a job, so we all grinding, so I think that's a, a real dope song. So how do you even get your start in rapping? Like, when was that moment for you? You was like, okay, rap is for me. Well, um, as a child, I always loved music, um, I don't want to go too deep because I don't know what your questions are, so I don't want to expose too much. But yeah. me and my loved ones, the ones that I was the, mainly the closest to, we mm -hmm. shared a love for music. We shared a love for sports. So it was really just me as a child being goofy, probably like six, seven years old, just trying to, mm -hmm. like, growing up, Usher was my favorite artist. That, that was the first yeah. musical person that I ever fell in love with and wanted to emulate. He had the girls, he was cool, you know what I'm saying? Things like mm -hmm. that. Like Usher was really popping. So I would just remake songs. Like, oh. just why the beat is, why they, why they rapping or whatever. Because back yeah. then I had no computer or nothing. Like, I would just rap over them. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I got in high school and I was writing songs. I didn't record my first song until 2015. But yeah. I graduated in 2013. So around 2013, it was another rap group at the school called 3KO. And we all played sports together and stuff like that. So I was like, I can rap, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know I don't be rapping, but this is what I do in my free time. And I just, like I said, from back of the kid, freestyling to linking up with 3KO. And then in 2015, I recorded my first song. Okay. You know what? I like the fact that you said Usher because I'm pretty sure people watching stereotypes yeah. probably thought you was going to say Gucci Man or somebody. No, no, but no. You Usher, said Usher, 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 Usher pretty much raised a lot of y'all, okay? Usher taught y'all how to be smooth. Usher taught y'all yeah. how to you know, get girls and stuff like that. So Usher had us. What album were you listening to? You listen to Confessions? It was my way. I'm talking about way back then. Oh! My way. And then and then I can't think of the name of it, but it was one before that I think that started with some numbers. It was that one. Oh, that seven, the seven Yeah, something. yeah. Yeah, way I remember back. that one. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a 95. I'm a 95 baby, but it's like my mom, her, her range in music was just 
all yeah. over the place. Like I, I even like some rock music. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think that is so dope that you was exposed to stuff like that, and I think that's really important too for all artists just to listen to a lot of genres because you listen to some of them '80s rock music. Eighty, I love '80s rock like that. Popping and it can really influence like your sound today when they all sound the same. You always want something to um like make you stand out. So you are from Gaskin, Alabama. So yes, how yes. did being from Alabama? I'm from I'm from Augusta, Georgia. You had Augusta, Georgia mm-hmm. before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to live I used to live in Marietta, Smyrna area. So I'm 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 familiar with Georgia. A lot. Yeah. So how did growing up in Gaskin, Alabama, like shape your lyrics and like influence your music? Well, I, I grew up in a tight knit family, mm-hmm. and we were raised in the church. So, like I said, speaking on my grandmother and the things about COVID, like I always was just saying, I want to thank God for keeping us covered and things like that. Like my sound came from. It was one point in time, like after my mom passed. I moved in with my grandmother. I wasn't allowed to listen to rap music in her house. You know what I'm saying? So taking that and just the things that you would grow up in, in a city living, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say that my family was in poverty, but we live in an area, you know what I'm saying? That's Mm -hmm. covered with poverty and things like that. So I just really, the things that I see shape growing up in gas and the things that I seen, the things that I went through is what really, shaped my sound and the reason the way that I do things now. So speaking of that, Brian, we both Brian, we're gonna play that single that you did with producer. No backing down, can't too far, can't you got now grind. I like your life on the line. You've been waiting a moment, it's not. Get back up, can't be down for the count. I feel like a champion crowd. They screaming my name in the crowd. I'm making my way to the mouth. I'm making my way to the mouth. You gotta grind. Fight like your life on the line. You've been waiting a moment, it's not. Get back up, can't be down for the count. I feel like a champion crowd. They screaming my name in the crowd. I'm making my way. That was Brian. So how has it been with people in your hometown city? I love asking that question. When you're from a small city, like have they been supporting you? Like have they been rocking with you? Yeah, you get you get support in different places in the hometown city. Cause the thing about the thing about Gaston, um, I left Gaston in fifth grade and moved to Columbus, Georgia, and lived with my granddad for a year because that was it had been a year since my mom passed and dealing with a, a little boy who doesn't really have that father figure in the house. And then he just lost the most important thing to him that he would know in the world. I was acting out a lot because I didn't know how to display the feelings and the things that I was going through. And it was like my grandmother, she's older. So not to say that she couldn't deal with that, but at that point in time, she felt like she needed some time to, to prepare for that. So she sent me to Georgia. Um, a lot of the people there know me. A lot of the people there see me, but it's like, I moved a lot. So it's like, I never really, like, if, if I mess with you, that means that we go we go way back or we either family. Other than that, like, Gasson and Gasson, I was really sheltered until I, um, until I graduated. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, my mom died. I was in the third grade. I moved in with my grandmother. And that was a totally different. Like, my mom was a great mom, a stern mom, but she had hood backgrounds you know what i'm saying my grandma is just 
grandma that's been in the church, you know what I'm saying? She messed around, had kids early, didn't want her kids to go down that path. So she tried to grandma, grandmother and, 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 and dictate the, you know what I'm saying? The things that was right. going on in your life as much as you can. So like I said, like my grandma kept me in the house, you know what I'm saying? Like I, if I go outside, we had yeah. a big old yard. We had a big old yard. Like I could play in the yard and stuff like that. But living that's with her. My grandma was the same way. Like I can't even, cause I lived in the hood too. So it's like, at the time, you know, you a kid, you like, I want to go play with everybody else too. But they like, no, you staying in front of this house. You don't get it when you a kid, but like, they don't want you like getting involved with the wrong people, you know? But it, and it, and it shaped me, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It gave me, I say living with, living with my grandmother for the time that I did prepared me for corporate America. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My, before, like another thing, going back to the music, before I could go outside and play, before I could play the PlayStation and things like that, you finna do 30 extra minutes of reading after you finish mm-hmm. your homework. You know what I'm saying? And right. once she once she realized that I wasn't doing that reading for real, for real, she started make, making me write passages, little paragraphs about what <laughs> I read and explaining it to her. And people don't realize, like, I probably figured this out like a year ago. That's the reason I'm able to put stories together so well because mm-hmm. I, was forced, I, was, I was forced to write. You know what I'm saying? I was forced to do those things. So like you said, as a kid, I didn't understand it and I didn't like it at all. But where I'm, where I'm at today and where I'm trying to go, that played a, that played a very big role. But like most of the time in gas and I was, I was shared, like unless it was school or I seen you at the skating rink a couple of times, it wasn't just me all the way out there when I was living in gas. And so I got people that know me. I got people who don't know me, who've heard the music and they support. But I feel like it's it's more so the people that really don't know me that's been supported from my hometown. It always be like that. Strangers always support you, boy, more than people that have been knowing you for a long time. So that's actually leading into my next question. Like, what's your whole creative process? Are you the type of person just going to the studio and freestyle? Or do you just, you need your pen, you need your pad, and you like to put things on paper? Um, In 2018 is when I met my first producer that I just locked in with, uh, Freak the Beat Ali. Shout out to my boy Ali. I linked mm-hmm. him and Beat Monkey in and we got a lot of stuff together collectively. But um, the process started in 2018 because I had never been with a, like I recorded with Beat Monkey. My first song that I recorded, I recorded that with Beat Monkey. That's, that's I ain't, I ain't, I don't know how I skipped over that, but hmm. that's how I, that's how we built our relationship. My cousin took oh. me to the studio and he was like, if you take this serious, he told me this way back in 2015, one of the first persons to ever say this. He was like, if you take this serious, you can be somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I left I left Gaston again after I dropped out of school, moved to Georgia. And he was coming to Georgia doing a lot of the um, showcases and things like that, meeting greets, you know what I'm saying? Trying to build his brand and things like that. He All hit right. me up, told me he was coming over there one day. I came, I came over there with him and we just been in constant, you know what I'm saying? Constant mm-hmm. communication just then. Going back to the studio process, when I met Ali, Ali was the first producer that ever sat there and made a beat in front of me. So what Ali did was he was making an album. It's gonna be 18 tracks, 18 different artists. So I'm knowing as a producer, make one beat. You got 18 different artists. You, you, you got options you can send this beat to. So for me, what I had to train myself to do was while he writing the beat, for me, I'm not gonna rap unless the beat say something. Like I gotta hear the beat say something in my head. Like mm-hmm. that first, that first little line, have I come in, have I do that? The beat gotta speak that to me. So right. I would go into my phone 
And while he making the beat, he making beats in like six, seven minutes. Like, legit, I, I, I promise you, no lie at all. So I got to try to find the idea, get the yeah. first line down. And then when he say he done with the beat, if I don't, I like this beat so much, but I couldn't pay for it at the time. Yeah. And I don't want you to send this to nobody else. So I'm like, bro, this is what I got, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just started oh. rapping in his ear. I just started rapping in his ear. And then he was like, one time after that, he was like, I'm going to pull it up. And then from then, I realized showing him my work ethic, showing him that I really want this as bad as he does and that I'm as serious about this as he is, that's how me and Ali built our relationship. So my creative process now is if I, I don't have to write, I can write, I can elaborate more, I can go deeper if I write. Most of the times I don't. If I do, it's like the first two bars of the hook. So like I said, because they making the beat right there Um a blunt, a, a blunt, and 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 a microphone, and that's that's it. I don't really need nothing else. Right. Hey, that's how Wayne made some of the best music yeah. that he ever did. Like once you find your vibe and work work for you, like you just zone out. So we're gonna play the next single next. This is Murder She Wrote. I love it. Go out Blue hundred same color her nail polish. Bad and she headed down, might take a Chanel shopping. Murder she wrote, your picture her toes, she took off the red bottom. She get that head slapping, we got a beard rocking. Moving that gas, they say that the feds watching. They wanna put change on my head, probably. Black little guap, she dead body. That chick get a red mind. In the book, I made high and I think it's for Scotty. Can't give her the time, I don't know why she watching. Put my all in my ground, I ain't no other option. Birdie, blocky, done on person, rock, truck ain't no Aaron Rodgers, catch plays and count on Guala. Nine on like Iggy Dollar, Big Sherbo with Gelato. She kept it silent, so I might take a shot and shop. This ball of blocking, why ball out with the... That was Murder, She Wrote with Yella. So you do a lot of collaborations, like with yeah. producers, with other artists and stuff like that. I think that's really, really dope. So how is it like going to people? Is it people that you know, people from your hometown? Like, how do you even get together with these other um, artists? All right. Uh, Shawty Israel, a.k.a. Yella Boy. That's Ali's cousin. Ali oh. made, yeah, Ali made that <laughs> beat. Him. Yeah, so he just, uh, yellow boy, that's that's my, my people out of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ali, Ali, we met at a college, but he came to the college from Atlanta. So mm-hmm. after I was working with him, um, his people caught hold of the music or whatever. And not only what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? They realized that he not just around here telling them that, he making beats, he doing this, like they see that he taking it serious. So, you know what I'm saying? They invited us in and it's just like, we just clicked, like, cause of the music, cause of the life, the lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? It was just all genuine, it just happened. It just happened. So I'm big on manifestation, all right? So if you had to collab with any other artist, who would it be? We gonna put it out there so it can happen. Future. Future, Future Hendrix. So why Future? Because, like, that's my favorite. I got a favorite rapper. I got a favorite trap rapper, you know what I'm saying? But Future is my favorite artist because of his unapologetic art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever he feel, whatever he say, he, he going to say that and he going he gonna to stand on. You know what I'm saying? It is, once it come out, it's in the microphone, it's on the track. It is what it is at that point. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I feel like, I feel like I relate to that a lot. Um, being at the bottom, being counted out uh, after he dropped. What album was that? Uh, 
Honest. When he dropped Honest, everybody said he fell off. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, I remember doing, that era. <laughs> you feel me? Because he was doing everything. Because but that's that's a part of growing as an artist. You know right. what I'm saying? Like a lot of things I had to tell some of my homeboys is we not gonna get that 1,000 future. We not gonna get that streets calling because he's not hungry no more, bro. He not not hungry as he 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 don't want the success no more. But he not sleeping right. on them people flows no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? He not he not little meathead walking around the hood no more. He's super right. future. You know what I'm saying? And that comes with a different life. So it's like a lot of things. My only thing with supporters is supporters, they don't understand that artists are human beings as well. So you still have right. to grow. You still you have to grow. grow. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not mm-hmm. progressing, you know what I'm saying, then that's 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 a bad thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But yeah, but yeah, future. That's 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 my guy. That's, That's a good point, too. I, I hate how they do that with artists. You know, sometimes artists, they want to switch up their style, but I feel like if your favorite artist is not taking risks, then, like, what are they doing? Like, what are they doing? Like, you stay in your comfort zone, you can easily get um, left behind. I think Future, he tries stuff out. You know what I'm saying? I think Future still made bangers. I always say Future, <laughs> like, it don't matter. Yeah, what go on. That's why I'm, you really got, you got to listen to what he's saying. Like, and, and, and he going to be on, he just going to go crazy. He he now, he, now I will say Future do make fuckboy music though, but I think <laughs> but he honest though. <laughs> Sensational. Yeah. I mean, it's like for me, Future say the shit that the nigga right next to you thinking, but ain't got the guts to say. That's that Sagittarius. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. So with COVID going on and stuff like that you know it kind of put a lot of stuff on hold for people so did you kind of utilize it for you and work you know or did you use it as like you know i'm just gonna use this and make our music because i've heard a lot of artists you know some artists they wasn't willing to utilize the internet like that they was you know performing at small clubs and festivals so how did you take that time and use the internet to your advantage that'll be that'll probably be why i say i like it using the internet to my advantage besides just using the internet you know what i'm saying Mm. um during covid i did what i thought we shot 10 videos from i saw that i was i was like it was just like back to back i was like what you put all these out in like 10 months ago from March to August, we shot 10 videos. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was, and I I even got, I got to talk about the 2020 year because people be like, bro, why you got so much music? Why you drop so much music? Yeah. And, that, and, it, and it ties into with the videos. For me, I said 2020 wasn't nobody, whether you was in the industry, whether you was underground, you know what I'm saying? Pop, mm-hmm. rock, indie, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. I said nobody wasn't going to outwork me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And that's the that's the type of attitude I wanted to instill into Ali because when it comes to music theory and knowledge and stuff like that, his mind is way beyond mine. Like, yeah. I'm 25, he 21, but when it comes to music, like, I learn from him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, even though, like, I we, we brothers, I'm, I'm older, so he would be the little brother, but I learn from him in music. With yeah. the life situation, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of different. Like, I didn't experience things and it's like bro I don't, you know, I don't think you should do that so you know what I'm saying don't go through that right. but I always show him like even when we had a show before we went to the show mm-hmm. we finna we finna record 
Wow. When we get back from the show, we finna record. <laughs> if we got a video shoot, we finna record. We finna work. We finna get a we finna get a vlog. You know what I'm saying? Like for yeah. every cele- for every celebration. Like, and it's like I wanted to start like this before we even got there. For every celebration, for every big thing that we're doing, we gotta go put some more work in because this work is the reason why we're doing this. This work mm-hmm. is the reason why we're here where we at right now. And it's like just knowing we finna go do one of the biggest shows we ever did. Wow. That could give you the inspiration, the motivation to make a bigger song than what you doing right now. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. why I look at it with music. It's the vibe. That's why I said like, I just wanted to outwork everybody, let everybody know like every tape I put out last year was over 10 songs. So if you only dropped the 10 songs, the, the eight tapes that I dropped, that's 80 songs that I dropped last year by myself. You know what I'm saying? And those were recorded in 2020 like that's the work right. i will be in the studio all day all night like that's that's what i wanted to show like and after that people was like man you got all this music out you need visuals you need visuals that's when i was like well i'm gonna take this money i'm gonna spend it bro we finna we finna shoot these videos we're gonna do this we're gonna network here we're gonna network here we're gonna network there and that was that was all i did about some about some drip you know what i'm saying i um we were staying at nice hotels all the time and stuff like that. And I was talking to Fun. He was like, man, you know, you need to do some promotion and marketing. Like, bro, like, y'all got this fire-ass music, bro. Y'all ain't doing nothing with it. Like, low-key snapping them. You know what I'm right. saying? I call, I call him Fun, but Beat Monkey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He telling me, like, man, y'all need to do something with this. Like, That's not like just, the way you talk. Yeah, you talking yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> like, for real, that's him. He got that's like him. a... Like a like a, a presence, like a manager, like boss presence. Like yeah, y'all, what yeah. y'all doing? He got that and presence. That, and that's why I follow, that's why you know what I'm saying. I say I follow behind because like I said, like just learning about music, just music itself. Mm-hmm. I got that from Ali. When it mm-hmm. comes to music business and mm-hmm. promoting and marketing and, and expanding beyond the music, yeah, that's all beat monkey teaching me, and you know what I'm saying, letting right. me know stuff like that. So I feel like I utilize, I use the internet, but I didn't use it to my advantage. I didn't mm. schedule any interviews. You know what I'm saying? I didn't right. get with any PR people. I didn't get with any A&Rs. I didn't do any consultations or things like that. I didn't right. try to pay an influencer to use my song on TikTok or anything right. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I spent the money, but I didn't spend it where it should have been. Like that could, this, mm. this interview could have a totally different temperature if I would have did that last year, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's mm-hmm. all a learning experience. So I say during COVID, I used the internet, but I did I didn't really use it to my advantage. And that's and that's on me. I think we all kind of like really had to figure it out. I mean, you know, sitting in the house, you got more time. See, Some I went work. I went I went yeah. doing that. I was going to Atlanta with Ali and Yellow Boy, and we was record, like I said, shooting music video, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like if the the videographers and stuff that we using they, this is their job this is how they make their living so you know yeah. what i'm saying like as you see my first couple of videos i was out there i was masked up and stuff and i was like yeah. I, I ain't gonna i'm not gonna say i really didn't believe in covid when it first hit but it was yeah. just like <laughs> man because that was when they was like well more people dying from the flu than they die you know what i'm saying they don't talk about yeah. the flu like that and i'm like man i don't get no flu shot i ain't Never had the food, right. you know what I'm saying? I mean, then it just it, turned. You know, it got like Then it got worse. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's why I stopped shooting more videos and stuff like that. Like, bro, mm-hmm. it ain't just 
it ain't that I don't trust y'all, bro. I don't know who you around. I don't know who they around. I don't know who mm-hmm. they are. Like it's it's really out here like unprotected sex. You know what I'm saying? So you right. gotta, you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta watch out. Right. And the, the the sad part about it is like people who wasn't even like around people like that was catching that shit. People that was yeah. in the house for weeks, they was catching. It was like uh uh-uh. uh. So I want to know like. What is some advice that someone has ever gave you that's gonna always stick with you throughout your career? Like you're never gonna forget it. That's a good question, ain't it? No, nah, it's right here on the tip of my tongue. I just, I, I this, this is called for y'all that this is called Scooby Snacks. What this is that? Been, it's, it's, I don't smoke, so I don't know what none of that it's stuff some, is. It's some weed. It's some exotic weed. This has been oh, beating my, this has been beating my ass this whole interview. That's why I had, you know what I'm saying. You fancy. Oh, yeah. I had to get. Oh yeah, we, you know what I'm saying. You gotta. Hey, it's you gotta manifest it. You know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> this, this, this is a big interview to me. You know what I'm saying. So I gotta I, go big. You know what I'm saying. You, you, you know, gotta, I'm telling you, got my brand like going on, Smacksonville, all that. Yeah, you gotta do. Yes. It. Thank y'all too for supporting me and stuff like this. You yeah, know, of course. Sure. I, I, my goal is to like, you know, next is to get into radio. So all these artists on this show, like, I could be able to. You know, plug y'all music in there. It's bigger than just an interview and then like bye, you know. Wish you the best of luck, you know. <laughs> and and that's what I started at in school. Like I still I, I was I got I could show you an interview right now. FAFSA just sent me an email about mm-hmm. what I gotta do, my requirements. Like my major was communications and broadcast. So yeah. it's like that's you know what I'm saying, like being in contact with like minded people, you know what I'm right. saying? Like I can get advice from you just off the simple fact that you interview artists, producers. You know what I'm saying? The um, right. I seen the Hedusa interview. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a wide. Oh, you watched that interview? <laughs> man, I, I'm tapped. I'm tapped in, man. Ed, since you did your interview with Beat Monkey, I've been Thank watching. You. you know what I'm saying? Like you show love yeah. to my people. I, that's that's what Slatsonville is. Show love all the time yeah. in the Ville. That's what the Slats stand for. Right? Oh, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. Show love all the time. So it's, I want to know, are you even signed like a, like a record label or like? I, no, no, it's it's Slats and Ville Records. That's just me. With the Slat thing, it's like I said, Ali, he's from Atlanta. He got ties. Mm-hmm. I actually, I pulled up to Cleveland Avenue, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To to where, where all young thug and them people be at. And I told right. them like, before we had already been repping this and trying to brand this, but I was like. That's dope. If I'm going to do it the right way. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, because this is what I'm modeling after. Like, Future is my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. But I can I can I can pinpoint and give people accuracy now that he dropped slime language too. Young Thug, the way he run his company, the way he's all about family, the way that if you with him, you with him, he got you no matter right. what. Like, that's how I inspired to run Slashville Records. You know what I'm saying? I had mm-hmm. Ali up under me and C Henny. Shout out my boy C Henny. You know what I'm saying? He's an up-and-coming artist who was Ali's roommate in college. He started rapping his freshman yeah. year, and now he go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the inspiration that Ali Beats had, that C. Henny wanted to rap because he would hear him making beats and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah. I, I pulled up on him, and I told him, like, I, I explained to him, for them, the slack is slime love all the time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But for us, it's show love all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm big on... I'm not just going to say energy or your energy off i can't be around you but i feel like the things that i give out you know what i'm saying that's what you're gonna mm-hmm. get back in return you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. even when even when they ain't supporting you gas in alabama even when they ain't supporting you like you feel like they should show them right. all the time 
You know what I'm saying? Because you mm-hmm. don't what you what you don't want it to be is you blow and they can be like, well, I ain't gonna mess with him because I remember before he got big, he was doing uh-huh. this, he was doing this, he was doing that. You know what I'm saying? It just for me, it's just all about putting great stuff out there and receiving that right. in, in return. You know what I'm saying? I think that's great advice. Right then you gave. But what's yeah, your advice? The, yeah. the advice you said somebody the advice that somebody gave me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a quote. It's a mm-hmm. quote, and I don't know if they made this, but this is always stuck with me. You got to go through it to get through it. Mm. Yeah, I think I think we all can, you know, <laughs> like you don't know like what the outcome gonna be if you don't go through it. Yeah. Although I feel like all those hurdles in life are like meant for like something. I'm real big on like spirituality and life paths. Like you gotta go through something so that when you finally get there, you can appreciate the hard times. I'm real big on that. Gotcha. So I think that's you know. Break, break, break by you done dropped a lot of gems in this interview. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yes. So what is next for you? Like what do you have coming up? Upcoming. Um, we building the brand. Shout out to my manager, Slat Stoney. Um, I just got a manager. So some of the I ain't gonna say all of the load, but so I can just for once just focus on being crash. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Trying to because it's like when you worried about how this gonna get done, how this gonna get done, how this gonna get done. You know what I'm saying? Like it crowds your mind. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It do. I'm, I'm going through that now. I be stressed out a lot, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's why I said sometimes you gotta you gotta take that off. You know what I'm saying? Whether that be taking a break or you know what I'm saying finding mm-hmm. a balance. You know what I'm saying? And my cousin, my he's he's my cousin slash Stone, my manager. But it was like I had a um we always been close with the music and it's like, it was one back in time. I can't tell you when it was probably like 2006. And he asked me a question and he was like, who you think the best rapper alive is? The last, like I told you, my mom died in 2004. So in 2006, I was staying with my grandmother. I wasn't really up and current on what music was really coming out unless I was out, go to the skating rink and you were here, you know what I'm saying? Whatever like that. So um it's like who, who you think the best rapper is? The last CD my mom bought me was 50 Cent. Mm. His first CD, you feel me? Well, everybody, everybody know what that CD did. You know what I'm saying? I had a clean, I had the clean version. So <laughs> I, I I had the bootleg version. It was a dude yeah. that worked with my mom at the chicken plant. He made he made CD. And this is the time, like that's crazy. Like thinking back, like you actually had to have CDs to listen to music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the actual hustle, like burning CDs, taking them to your job. Oh, yeah. I used to sell them for $5 at school, man. That's what it was. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So I had the 50 cent CD. And I'm like, I know, I know he's not gonna be able to tell me nobody harder than 50 cent. He like, no. So I'm like, Jay-Z. And he like, yeah, but no, because somebody coming to take his spot. I'm like, who? He said Lil Wayne. Fed. Mm. Today, that was 2006. Today, mm. 2021. I'm not going to say he's the best rapper that's performing right now. Right. But when you talk about lyrics and all this and all that, mm-hmm. like, it's an influence trendiness is is Wayne. You know what I'm saying? It, it really is. It's Wayne. You feel me? I hear they saying about 
Eminem and all this, but Eminem, he was a great rapper. Like he rapped words, he yeah. that rhymed and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? If a black dude rapped like Eminem, he wouldn't get he wouldn't get much credit. Like if you yeah. think about if you think about him rapping about them mass murders and stuff that's going mm-hmm. on, like they gonna they gonna they, they gonna call gonna him change. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it probably depends on like um because I know growing up in the South, like I thought like the best rappers alive were Gucci Man and Charlie Lowe. Like I don't yeah. I didn't know who Jay-Z was in Oz until I got old. I was like, who yeah. is Jay-Z? And I had to I had to go yeah. to New York to appreciate Jay-Z. Mm. Like, I actually had to go up there and understand, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like right. this is why this is okay, you know. Shout out Mr. Carter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You 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 did what you did. Mm. And you also have a new single coming out. I'm gonna insert it here so people can um about that because you and Big Mikey, y'all have a great, great working relationship. Y'all really make great music. So tell us about that single that's coming out next. Oh yeah, 10. We're going up. You know what I'm saying? The meter, it can't go past that. So that's that's how I feel. Like we just gonna turn yeah. it up a notch. Uh you know what I'm saying? After this drop, we're gonna go up. I'm gonna need 10 for a feature. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to double that a couple times for a show. Fear. So you feel me? That's what it is. Just being on 10, turning it all the way up on Okay, and can I probably in the interview? How did you get your name? My name, 1K Guap. All mm-hmm. right, well, um, I don't know if you can see it, but I got the 1K tattoo right here. This gonna this gonna be another gem right here. This gonna this gonna this gonna blow your mind. Okay, I'm gonna make it a clip. The 1K is one of a kind. You know what I'm saying? Shout out my boy Chuck and Rick. Um, some of my family from Gaston. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like they they was rapping and they had the scene. They opened up for Dolph one day in 2015. And that's mm-hmm. after that, that's when I went to go make my first song. But um right. the group kind of split, you know what I'm saying? And it's like with the rapping side, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everybody's still cool, pull up, you know what I'm saying? Mess with each other however we go, because we all grew up together. They grew up together, right. you know what I'm saying? Things like that. But it's like it just wasn't the same. And I just feel like being one of a kind, you know what I'm saying, 1K, being 1,000, 1K, you know what I'm saying, being the king of oneself, 1K, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like that's me. Everything that I think uh-huh. in my mind, that's my thought process. So I I said I would never let that go. Like, in one of my one of my lyrics, I said, I started off ripping 1K, and I'm staying down, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. even though... That's not the group that's being pushed 1K Empire no more. That's that's me. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it a king right. of oneself. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna always be one of a kind. I'm gonna always be one thousand. And the guap is an acronym. It stands for God uses average people. Because growing up in the church, it was a song called um Ordinary People. Was it Sheriff a Boy named Moses? A leader named Joseph. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just Remember having to sing that song in the choir. Right. Like, you sang in the choir too? 
I used to have to sing in the choir. That's what I'm saying. I got oh, a whole, that's bad. I swear, I all a, kids went to the same. I got, a, I got a whole R and B mixtape because of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? One of my yeah. first drops. One of my first drops was R and B because I said like, "Future is my favorite artist." Like, yeah, the most gangster person you know. If he got a woman, he in love. You feel me? If you mm-hmm. willing to risk your freedom because a dude look at your girl wrong or something like that, you in love, bro. You know what I'm saying? Whether you yeah. want it or not. So it's like, I'm going to be 1K about it. Like, bro, I got a heart. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want love. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want affection. You know what I'm saying? We go mm-hmm. on your emotions. You know what I'm saying? You understand that part and things like right. that. But it's like, I'm just not afraid to express that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, me going through what I went through, being able to share my story, being able to show people, hey, if you feel like this, if you want to sing, bro, it don't matter how baggy you wear your pants, it don't matter how many girls right. you talk. If you want to sing, if you can project your voice in a way, project your voice in that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? And God is using me, the average person, to, you know what I'm saying, show people that. So. Hey, y'all. Just want to say thank you so much for watching the show. Hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to like comment share and of course hit that subscription button i am grateful for every view whether you like me or you don't and don't forget i got a podcast too there are exclusive episodes on that podcast so don't forget to go check that out as well they're on spotify itunes our heart radio pandora baby i'm everywhere okay and follow me on social media. I'm Kayla Got the 411 on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, baby. Like I said, I'm everywhere. Thank you again for watching the show, and I'll see you on the next episode of Kayla Got the 411.